The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, we'll begin our reading with verse 16 after a word of prayer. Our Father, Lord, I come now in Jesus' name. I ask for your help in the preaching time now. Strengthen your people. Lord, help me to say nothing more, nothing less than you would have me say. We love you now because you first loved us. And in Jesus' name, Amen and amen. Now, 1 Corinthians 9, we are discussing the Christian and ministerial relationships. We concluded the servant of God and his provision. The right of financial support was defended by Paul, but then it was dismissed by Paul. And now we look today, as we mentioned last week, at the servant of God and his preaching. We see the minister's life, the servant of God, his is a life filled with preaching. Verse 16 through 18 we read now, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me, what is my reward then? Verily that, when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. This life filled with preaching. It can be learned elsewhere that Paul was ordained and appointed a preacher and a teacher by God. 1 Timothy 2, 7, 2 Timothy 1 and 11. His divine call comes out in serious tones. 
and in serious words in the text before us. This divine call from God upon the minister, it is one of responsibility, for though I preach the gospel, it is one of humility, I have nothing to glory of. Paul's conversion, his commission, he relates to King Agrippa in the book of Acts, chapter 26, verses 13 through 19. Here we find that his call from God made him responsible from the Lord Jesus to the Gentiles to do this, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith, even the faith that was already in Paul, the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. The preaching of the gospel of Christ is how Paul then fulfilled God's calling upon his life responsibility under God's divine call, but humility. He says, I am responsible, therefore I must remain humble. My preaching of the gospel does not allow me to glory or boast in what I am doing. Why? Well, the reason is because necessity has been laid upon him. And this divine call then comes with a divine constraint. I am doing what is demanded of me, Paul would say. And so any preacher worth his salt would say, necessity is laid upon me. There is a heavy weight of responsibility laid upon the minister, upon the preacher. I must preach or die. It is a matter of necessity in my life. If I cannot preach, then I must not live. If Paul could not preach, then he would rather not live. Yea, brethren, if I could not preach, then God take me home. This necessity leads Paul on to the sobering thought of personal accountability to Christ. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. I believe this is looking forward to that judgment seat, that divine call leading to the divine constraint leads to that divine command. Paul said, I am in so many words commanded to preach, and woe is unto me if I do not preach the gospel. There is a woe within his heart and a woe before his steps if he should choose to preach not the gospel. Paul lived his life with a healthy and holy fear of the Lord. He carried the fear of displeasing the Father and dishonoring the Son of God everywhere he went. And with every word he spoke, I believe he trembled with his fear, the divine committal from God upon the minister. Verse number 17 is the delight of the preacher. If I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. 
Now in verse 17, Paul discloses truth here about the necessity of preaching. If I preach willingly, I have a reward. Now that reward is found in verse 18, to offer the gospel of Christ free of charge. What reward and deep contentment as the preacher takes hold of God's calling with all of his being and does so willingly. I say to God, be the glory. Now, the delight of the preacher also brings us to think of the duty of the preacher. But if against my will, now we think of duty. A dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. If I will not preach willingly, then I will preach unwillingly. For I am constrained by this gospel dispensation. I am a steward of the administration of the gospel. It is my duty to preach. And it can be and should be and ought to be my delight and joy. Therefore, Paul would bring his will to Christ in full surrender. Now, the declaration of the preacher. What is my reward then in verse 18? What is his prize? His prize is that verily when he preaches the gospel, he may make it without charge. His prize was his preaching. And then his preaching, he says, is without charge. Oh, let us be willing to go even at our own expenses. It's a rewarding experience to rest in God's provision, to trust in God's wisdom, to rely on God's Spirit, to work according to God's grace, to proclaim God's dear Son, even our Lord Jesus Christ, and do so without charge. I recall a small church way up on the mountain here in Tennessee, and my brother and I would go often leaving work early, driving almost a full three hours. And one service we got to the church, and they even stated, we cannot give you an offering tonight. We don't have anything to give. The church was without a pastor. They needed a minister. We were called upon to come, and we went of our own charge. We were able to go. We were able to preach. We were able to minister and do so freely without charge. God provided. They were blessed. And what a reward we had in our own hearts. Brethren, let us beware lest we abuse our power in the gospel. A life filled with preaching is a life filled with people. In verse 19, we see a servant's heart to serve all, and to save all. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all that I might gain the more. What a heart to be free from all men, yet to bind yourself to serve all men. A servant's heart is not complete without a servant's hands. Look to verse 20. And under the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. 
to them that are under the law as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law, to them that are without law as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now these are not the description of a man of compromise. Rather, these verses describe a man of conviction, and a servant's heart will have a servant's hands, and his burden to share the truth of the gospel got him out among the people who so desperately needed it. I'll give you a quote from Warren Wiersbe in close. He says, These verses call for courtesy in witnessing, not for compromise. I have become all things to all men. Does not mean Paul had no personal convictions, but it does mean he used his convictions to build bridges and not walls. Now I would add, I'm for building walls and being separated from the world, but let us build bridges and be a friend to publicans and sinners, even as our Lord Jesus and the Apostle Paul were in their lifetimes. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's Word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, Brethren, pray for us.